0: Folks, and welcome to the Daily Ratings Podcast. It's a show where each week we'll sit down with Vincent Daly to get his thoughts on the latest movies he's been watching. Both older films and new releases. And don't worry, there's no spoilers. Vince will give a brief review of the movie, share some thoughts, and of course, then rate the film. The daily ratings are always fair, honest, and most importantly, they're consistent. On today's show, Vince will be rating and reviewing Mother, directed by Bong Joon-ho 10 Cloverfield Lane by Dan Trachtenberg Newly released Resurrection by Andrew Siemens Samaritan by Julius Avery And finally, 3,000 Years of Longing, directed by George Miller So stay tuned and enjoy the show Vincent Daly, how we doing, buddy? Tommy boy, how's it going? Uh, Oh, I've got my levels all wrong here. I'm doing doing well. I'm doing really well over here. How was your week in movies?
1: (laughs) Good, good. Uh, Week was, I don't know, I was maybe expecting... A little bit more heavy hitters, but hey, you know... I mean, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, especially, I was going back to Bong Joon-ho as a director, obviously George Miller coming back after Mad Max Fury Road, mm-hmm, you know definitely. what I mean? So, but, uh, you know, as always, I mean, not to sound like a broken record, excited to talk about all of these films, you know, even even the low points, if you will, so...
0: Definitely. And there's some in here that kind of surprised me, there's some I'm excited to hear about, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I think we'll get started there. Let's go back to. I got confused when he when he first told me you did Mother. Yeah. I was thinking the what is her faith with the uh,
1: Wow, uh, completely oh, uh,
0: Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> yes, yes, and Javier, right? Yep,
1: and that's uh, that's Mother with point. Uh, with, with an exclamation point. point. Yeah, this yeah. is Mother,
0: no exclamation point. Yeah, uh, this came out in two thousand and nine. It's Mother and directed by Bong Joon-ho mm-hmm. who we have a very good um good track record very with. good track record
1: yeah uh excited because you know we're back again with this director you know we are two movies away from having every one of his movies on the ratings, which is exciting for me. I mean, if there's anything to the database element of the website, I would love to just cover directors from a bird's eye.
0: You know what I mean? And what was the the earliest that we've re- covered was 2003. Like, what's his span of movie making?
1: Um, I think we we actually have to move earlier to cover um, the the remaining films in his filmography. The okay. earliest was definitely Memories of a Murder and then and then following that was parasite oh uh, no what no. am i saying uh <laughs> the host is after that,
0: that i thought the host was before the murder one.
1: Um, I'm pretty sure it was uh, uh, Okay, reason the okay. murder was before. Uh, but, even but all going around back, that time, that was, I, I believe it was
0: 2003. Yeah. And going yeah. all the way back, you said that there were elements, through and through, you could see how Parasite, how he grew. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's things in Parasite that are great that are still great in his earlier films.
1: Yeah. Uh, you read my mind because, honestly, uh, looking at this director's trademark of... Stories around family, you know, that maybe seems a little yes. loose, but yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. It's in every one of his films, and this, being titled Mother, is the same. Unfortunately, I think this is one of his weakest. Uh, okay. Yeah, and that's... If if there was anything I was disappointed with this week, it was expecting to really walk away with a lot more appreciation for him through uh, yet another film that I haven't seen. Uh, this film, though it's just, it's, it's it's lacking some, it's lacking some electricity uh, that I think even the earliest of his films that we've covered uh, have, you know.
0: Okay, uh, so what is, well, where are we set here? what what um, Sure. How does the movie get set up first? So, uh,
1: you know, this is basically going to be, you know, family once again, but this time we are through the eyes of a coddling, overprotective mother. Uh, that is, of course, where the title comes from. I have to say, this film, like I said a, a second ago, lacks some electricity, but it really does stay true to the theme uh, or his or hallmark of being about family and being in a perspective of, you know, families stick together through the hardship. The initial setup of this is almost like a to kill a mockingbird. The son, the only son to the mother, uh, is falsely accused of the death of a young girl and the facts seem stacked against him. He most definitely has some sort of mental disability. Mm, okay. um, he is very peculiar in how he acts and worse yet, in the... In him being accused of this murder, uh, he really doesn't take the gravity of the situation seriously. So when he is in, you know, uh, interrogations, when he is in the holding cell, he's making jokes of this and making light of it, not understanding it. It is making a worse case for him. I think there is a serious gravity to, man, he's digging his own ditch, and his mother obviously wants to save him from that. And that's kind of the setup to it. Okay. Um, Uh, As far as... Performances here. The mother, I think, is the the standout. Hija uh, Kim is is the actress's name, uh, and we follow her trying to prove her son's innocence, uh, but she doesn't have it all together either. Uh, she, <laughs> you know, we kind of see a obsession form in her trying to prove her son's innocence, and that becomes kind of a spiral down. Uh, I okay. think <laughs> in in her performance, it was actually. It's actually very sweet you know she you 'd really tell she, she you know she's empathizing or or she's she's able to conjure these feelings of of uh, you know the huge love any mother would have for their son, yeah that protective kind of, motherhood exactly yeah yeah um and, but but I think in that you know we kind of see two sides of the story we see the son in prison making light of the situation and and again really digging his own grave you know mm-hmm. it's he's making the situation actively worse <laughs> for himself uh, in this in this accusation and we see some of those maybe those peculiar ways of acting in a hereditary way we see the mother not maybe Having those same reactions, but acting very peculiar as well, and not not all together there.
0: Um, Was it all purposeful, or were you watching this being taken out of it, like thinking like this wouldn't be happening, or what it, is this kind of deal?
1: It's and it's not that it's unrealistic. It's um it's just not really enjoyable. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, okay. the, the, right. the especially around the son making things worse for himself. Yeah, uh, being held.
0: That's where I want to get. When you're watching this, yeah does it does he feel like a real person who I, actually has different Absolutely.
1: He's, I wouldn't call him like a nerd or something like that, but he's just taking everything very lightly. Sure. And again, if I if I could maybe give a structure to this, this is a To Kill a Mockingbird kind of setup that clearly he's not, you know, he's not what they should be pointing to, sure. but the spin that this film and the plot gives is that he's almost painting himself as, you know, someone to look to for this crime. Right, so, so. it's just
0: that, it's the uncomfortableness of it, mm-hmm. or it's just, and for those reasons that it's not actually fun watching or <laughs> yeah. a good experience. It's watching. frustrating. Yeah. It's it's okay. like,
1: uh, man, like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm outs- rooted for the mom, you know, <laughs> right. but it's just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, but I do want to give credit uh, to hijack him uh, as, as a performance because I think there's there was a way that she could have played this i think it goes to a a very good level uh in her performance to uh, muster these these kind of motherly type of tendencies uh and then it's taken even a step further to kind of build in these hereditary little soft notes to her performance uh that show obviously you know these 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 kind of uh, mental quirks come from somewhere, right. and I think that's that that was that was an interesting development. Yeah, I like um, that.
0: That's commitment. I like that. That's thought about. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Have we seen her before in his other films? By the way,
1: I don't think so. Okay, because um, he
0: does like to use yeah, repeat. some of the same people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and surprisingly, we didn't see kind of the the usual the usual offenders of of, of who he kind of leans on as a cast, even with this being two thousand nine, kind yeah. of uh, yeah. mid stride into into his, uh, into his film career. So. I I think the premise itself, it it sounds strong as any other of Bong's films, but this one is a lot slower and just simply not better for it. It takes a while for this film to get up to pace, and scenes leading up to it, dedicated to the film, or dedicated to the son painting a target for himself, are just frustrating to watch. Um, It's an extremely odd movie, though. Much how we saw the humor was a little bit of a hard match for some of the grim reality in. Memories of a murder. Yeah, uh, it, this has a similar quality that we're handling some of the most dire circumstances, and humor humor tying to that is I don't know. It, it's a bit of a h- awkward pill to swallow. Where you even look at something like Host, yeah, it's a creature monster movie, but there's a goofiness to it that that lends well. You
0: love that. Yeah. Well, what we what we've appreciated him in the past, mm-hmm. and and talking about him, and even off podcast mm-hmm. was his ability to kind of have that, da- make that dance and yeah. doing it sometimes better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so tricky to deal with these topics and yeah. then throw in comedy mm-hmm. so far. He has worked it out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, even, even in memories of a murder. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. worked because the there's some part. heart
1: among the family of the police force. You know, that's basically the family and in, right. in, in memories of murder.
0: So, so this, uh, did he, could it have been executed slightly different and have it work? Um, or was it just completely off? No, it, no it, humor. It works no humor eventually.
1: Here. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit no humor here. Just okay. because, I don't know, in, in, in a slight way, it feels a little tiny, tiny bit punching down uh, mm. on the mental disability okay. aspect for like comedic laughs in sure. 2009. Even that aside, it just, the film just takes a while to give us a, a significant hook that makes us want to watch more. And by that time, it, there's only like 30 minutes left. Uh, I think my you know uh, where I come away with kind of a a, a disappointing watch with this is I, it's a very good looking film it, it has all the filmmaking qualities that i have come to love his movies for but it's just sadly I don't think it's worth the two hours you
0: know stretch yeah, it's two hours and nine down. minutes exactly and it has to be a bit of a slow film just what yeah. we're dealing with here exactly
1: and, and, and obviously that does add to the punch at the end because we are building with this mother's obsession in, in trying to save her son and that does take time to build throughout the film but honestly if we could just cut like a good solid 20 off of this uh, you know the, I a lot of my problems would go away and okay. it's, just, it's just that pacing is just not there for me so uh, I, I think um, you know maybe this would be a, a good watch if you are you know similar to me uh, looking to chip away at the filmography of, of, uh, of a director Bong is definitely not going anywhere we, we haven't had a new project announced with him but but this is very much in line with his main releases. Uh, So I think uh, that's where this could get a soft recommendation from me, that it's about studying uh, his developments as a director because there really is, again, his trademark is hit. It's about fans. (laughs) Yeah. found <laughs> family. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, uh, beyond that, I think for the average watcher, this this definitely this definitely is not going to be a a solid recommend. And if anything, uh, you know, if anything, a uh, pretty a pretty forceful pass uh, on, on what I would say. Uh, should you actually, you know, spend your time with this movie? No, I I say this is you know spend your time elsewhere with some of his other wonderful films. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and give Mother
0: a 39 ooh okay the old Kane Mutiny <laughs> yeah, is that right oh I forgot what it actually gave Cain Mutiny yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's burned yeah 39 that, I mean that's a low score Yeah, that's really and I, and I understand like you said if you really just want to go through the filmography of this director mm-hmm. go for mm-hmm. it but otherwise even if you're a huge fan of him yeah. I still think something like this then if it's that Low. Mm -hmm. It's probably a safe bet where you can really skip it. Like, he's a great director for maybe they're not all amazing hits, but watch some other stuff. Yeah. And I will say that it's it's the least amount of things you said about you can see this in Parasite. You can see this in Parasite. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. does kind of seem like a bit of an odd, uh, odd you, man out. You're so right, yeah.
1: because it doesn't maybe have uh, as much of that content, uh, as much of that tie back that he's known for as a director. And again, that 39 comes from a fact that, realistically, are there worse movies than this uh, that would be given a 39? Sure, but I think there was a certain... Lack of worth itness. There was a lack of electricity that makes me say, oh, you got to watch this or something like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And it, not that, many... that wasted
1: time aspect is what I'm, you know, trying to. Yeah.
0: You walked away being like, all right, this, this, yeah. I didn't need yeah. this. Exactly. I didn't need this
1: in the, the five movie stretch of the <laughs> right. week. <you>
0: know? <laughs> all right. So that's Mother with a little bit of a disappointing 39. Uh, that was 2009. Jumping ahead to 2016 here, we had a pretty. Early, we had a pretty... Oh, yeah, new, New new-ish. Yeah, new-ish list here. (laughs) Yeah. This is 10 Cloverfield Lane. This is Dan Trachtenberg. This was very well received. This is one of the... Colt hit, I would say, almost. You yeah, know? but I think it's better-reaching. I think a lot of people understand that this is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Especially in, in the Cloverfield family, correct? This...
1: Uh, yes, uh, I have some notes with it. I mean, kind of nonsensical, because, like, where is it now? But, uh, but sure. yes, it is, it is absolutely plainly in the... Cloverfield Universe, if you will. Right. <laughs> the, the, oh, yeah, no, it is. CCU. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but 10 Cloverfield Lane here, 2016. We have John Goodman. Yep. What do we have? How does the story, how does it work in kind of this world?
1: Yeah, uh, and I think um, my, my focus for the review is definitely going to be that this film works So much on a level that it's apart from the Cloverfield Mm -hmm. franchise. Uh, It is inescapable that it is, you know, this being the second entry, it's kind of a bait and switch that it's part of that franchise, but it is absolutely, you know, at a certain point it is in your face uh, that it is part of that franchise. Right, right. So after the positive reception of Prey, I wanted to give this a shot for the director, do some more research about him this Cloverfield franchise is definitely a mess Uh, you know the first film was a mild success capitalizing on found footage type films of uh, I think that was actually 2009 original Cloverfield if I'm correct this film is a totally different beast and I think that's why it got a lot of positive reception uh, and novel still today you know it's very original as a story Uh, this was a huge huge hit for the franchise and probably gave it a second life you know because I I mean, I don't know anyone that was no. really dying on the sword for, for <laughs> Cloverfield, you know. I, I
0: agree completely. Yeah. I, I also agree with you that this stands on its own as well as a film. Sure. Like, don't worry about, I, I presume you would say,
1: yes, don't worry about Cloverfield or anything like that. Right. I mean, yeah. if you want
0: to watch them, fine, but you don't need, it's, it's not, it's, you don't need to watch it to watch this film. Sure. Yeah. You right. don't need
1: to do the homework or anything uh, right, like right. that. Yeah. Uh, and then most of all, the third film, which was a Netflix release and apparently a late tie in to, the franchise they kind of like hijack the movie mm. which is actually some you know some thoughts that this movie itself was hijacked for how much you know the ideas of Clo- cloverfield as a franchise aren't really a part of it uh until a certain point in the film uh but that last movie the cloverfield paradox was basically seemingly put the the franchise to bed basically <laughs> you know what i mean it netflix uh, yeah yeah <laughs> netflix uh definitely uh, uh, definitely put the nail in the coffin there so I would say as far as m- my praise of this film it, it really boils down to performances which uh, I'm honestly delighted to because I talk a lot on reviews about uh, filmmaking the craft of it uh, what goes into the production and sometimes I feel like actors and performances get kind of pushed aside uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Goodman are phenomenal here. Uh, Really, really just a, it's a tight little script, and they just get to pack such, such small little emotions and and tendencies into their performance. It's really impressive uh, for it. Uh, As far as the plot here, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is seemingly kidnapped by a radical doomsday prepper played by John Goodman. What starts as a simple hostage setup to the film rapidly changes to flip the table on the circumstances. The fear of trying to escape quickly becomes the fear of to try to stay inside and i think this uh, almost small set this this almost tv premise type of playground mm, mm-hmm. that the plot is is it's so brilliant and i'll be honest how this film incorporates some of the cloverfield aspects I feel it's like totally unnecessary, but it doesn't necessarily take away from the film either. If anything, going back to what you said, Tom, you know, you don't have to do homework for this, you know, and that's, an
0: that's, yeah, a no. Traded. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, if, if the whole Cloverfield lane or, or the whole Cloverfield universe mm-hmm. stays alive, <laughs> if the idea is we get these completely independent stories that that's barely right? touch on actually mm-hmm. Cloverfield stuff or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. that's fine if we're getting good content. Yeah. We just want to be like, you know, have different pockets of story. I mean that could Be cool,
1: yeah, yeah. To I guess to that extent, I mean, Cloverfield Paradox does continue that, you know, it's its, it's own like little sci fi story, and then you know,
0: yeah, that's it's pooped though, right?
1: Uh, I yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so from what I hear, yeah. and there was a lot of chatter that it was, you know, online that it was like, oh, the death of the Cloverfield, that's okay, kind of yeah, you know, yeah. approximate yeah. nerd knowledge is how it landed
0: on the car. So, <laughs> but getting back to t- tight script <laughs> mm. and also we're confined into an area, mm-hmm. I think that's good because it's it's like a sharp knife. Yeah, yes. such
1: a well-crafted thriller, uh, and I think a good thriller is
0: about- No fat, n- right? Yeah, you no like, fat. Especially you, mm-hmm. you love to like, let's cut it where we can. Like, exactly. Let's, let's, and this only film good really
1: here. doesn't have fat, you know, uh, again, my, my opinion is maybe the Cloverfield elements are the fat to it, but, ah, sure. but as far as the setup of our two actors in the bunker mm-hmm. and with this setup that she's- Kind of kidnapped by this doomsday prepper, uh, but there's maybe something to uh, staying with this doomsday prepper. I I really I loved it. I it, so much of the bunker is used as elements and tiebacks. I, I don't think there's a single inch of this bunker that is not used throughout the film in some sort of strategic way or problem solving or um, to obviously for the thriller element to to bring up intensity to it. Uh, right. And I think that's you know really it's it's a good hats off this film is is simple it's straightforward, and a perfect example of that's not a bad thing whatsoever no before. absolutely so. not. Uh, I, I think both Winstead and uh, Goodman's performance here are excellent. Uh, you know, almost a... Th- this film isn't a must-watch as a whole, but these individual performances are absolutely must-watch. Um, Goodman is uh, instable. He is showing his twisted lens. He sees all events and relationships through. Uh, I think there is a villainy crafted here that it's not through monologues or expositions, but it's in reactions. He'll suddenly call Winstead, oh, my my sweet little princess. And, like, nothing will be done, but you know she notices it. We notice it as the audience. Yeah. And what we're taking notice of is, like, all right, he sees things in a very different way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and clearly not the real way right, either. Right. So uh, it, it, it's, it's just such a – man, Goodman's performance here is – I, I don't know. Um, uh, I wouldn't even call myself a huge fan of him as an actor. Uh, I respect him. He's, yeah. he's he's been a lot of good stuff, uh, but this is just like wow. He really put time uh, into understanding the script and understanding the dynamic. You know, this feels like almost like an acting workshop in a way of how much they have subtleties towards each other. Yeah,
0: would you say that he really? he made this character his own. He thought about it, he goes, you know, and he brought it to life kind of on screen. Absolutely. He took it on, yeah.
1: And he can say, oh, what what do you got to do? You know, it's a doomsday prepper, you know, you just make him crazy. No, I mean, in lesser hands, Mm -hmm. it would be delivered through clumsy blocks of text or blocks of dialogue. Right. Uh, In this, it's through their... They're almost their chemistry within the bunker. It's 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 very interesting. I'll say I
0: just happened to watch this relatively recently. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I was impressed by his his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. I think tell a lot as well. Yeah. Those those really hint at this guy is like you said slightly unstable. Sure. Yeah. Some of his the way he smirks or when he does or even his eyes and what he does with his mouth sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like oh this guy kind of looks like <laughs> someone you don't really want to spend some yeah. time on the sidewalk talking to. Like you just keep <laughs> on sure. walking a little bit.
1: For sure. Uh, absolutely uh, and furthermore I mean I think Winstead does a, a great job I'm a big fan of her uh, obviously Scott Pilgrim has a, a soft spot in my heart <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I really do enjoy her as an actor even even going into um, birds of prey uh, oh Harley is she Quinn.
0: one of the main yeah she's gals? one of like
1: yeah she's one of the the vigilante superheroes and I, I just enjoy her a lot of stuff uh, here it's a it is a textbook for me at least perfect horror protagonist she is scared all the way through but that does not take away from her competency as a character she's smart she's attentive where it needs to be and again that definitely plays into the game that the plot has to use every inch of the bunker being a limited space yeah. but how do we how do we create a thriller out of this limited space and she she leads it perfectly as a as a protagonist there I, I i would say you know i I can't talk too much about spoilers, can't talk about anything about spoilers. <laughs> it's not, it's not the game of the show. Yeah, it's not the game of the show. You know, this film definitely, you know, 100% I cannot say can't be completely oblivious of Clo- Cloverfield. You definitely don't need to do homework for the franchise, but you do kind of have to have a vague idea of what's going on in <laughs> You know, what I mean, <laughs> the, the franchise. I don't you know. know when I
0: watched it. It was I don't. I don't know really anything about Cloverfield. Really, okay. So when I watched it, I was just like, okay, yeah, all right, that's the Cloverfield. All right, you know, okay, that's, all that's, right.
1: That's- but acceptable from 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 your perspective, kind of just coming in not yeah, caring I don't know whatsoever if... about the exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's yeah. good to hear. As
0: far as the movie as a whole or the Cloverfield bits.
1: Uh, the Cloverfield bits of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was just aware, I literally really knowing nothing. I was mm-hmm. like,
1: okay, this is all right. Sure, yeah, you know, this sure. is fine. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. We're
0: in the Cloverfield universe, and that's all you really need to know. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: and that's where I feel like it's 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 tacked on in such a way that's like we have our normal story and then. And suddenly the switch is turned on and now we're in a Cloverfield movie all of a sudden. It felt just very tacked on. I mean, that, that really was what right, right. My, my feelings of it are. So I can't say I hated it because I enjoyed the scenario of the main plot so much but yeah i I knew the praise of this film focused on how drastic of a turn it takes, but I come away from this rating. I walk away with this film saying it is memorable, saying it is worth your time for the core of that plot uh the core of what is going on in the bunker and between our two actors and and really a positive rating for this we 're going to go ahead and give ten cloverfield lane a seventy two
0: Seven two two, yeah, definitely good, great score.
1: Beats out prey, and, and I'm excited to see what else this director can do because, uh, you know, I, I think he's got a he's got a sharp eye and uh, and definitely a, a sense for unique uh, type of premises to films. You know, even if he's. You know, kind of coming in halfway into franchise, uh, basically this this is the same. If width. he
0: does a good, if this if, if this is his reputation, yeah, fine. The franchise saver, franchise saver, absolutely. because <laughs> yeah, that that's, way that's if, a good some, if something looks like it's shit, and then it's like, well, hey, no, oh, Dan's coming back for another yeah. <laughs> one. Ooh, we gotta go see this one. Oh, then. you gotta see Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Any lost vibes like Hatch? Like Jack oh. and Locke? No, okay, that's a no. Because <laughs> you just thought about it now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I definitely didn't. That definitely didn't occur to me. But <laughs> you know, that's a soft spot too. Yeah. So, and, that's what and I was thinking about. Correct it. me if I'm wrong. Isn't JJ the first Cloverfield?
0: Oh, is he? I think again. I don't know anything about. Uh, yeah,
1: I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh, off is the it, radar. it is
0: his uh, production company, maybe. I
1: think so. Yeah, I, I think it's all connected. So,
0: uh, just to remind <laughs> people, I don't know, just for uh, people who are new to the podcast or c- came in recently, I heard one comment about a score mm. the, the other day. Mm. And I think it's important to also kind of go down. Like seventy-two means that this is a pretty good oh, movie.
1: A good movie, well worth your time. Yeah, we're not. Know. This is
0: not no seventy-two on Rotten Tomatoes or something <laughs> like right, that. It right. totally is much more meaningful than that. Where sixties yeah, yeah. are good movies, seventies are very good movie, eighties mm-hmm. are.
1: Great, if not, make time to watch it. Yeah, you know? because,
0: and then, like we say, 85 and above. Is a must. Is a must know? watch yeah. for most audience, or basically all audiences, movies to see before you die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so 72 is right in there, and this is a very good movie, basically. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: Okay, so we're going to move on here, and this is, I'll tell you what, we're going to throw this. We're going to throw in the new? I don't know. What, what do you want to do? <laughs> it's your goal. I watched it streaming, so. But it came out within 30 days, right? We're in the 30 days. This is a new rule we're, we're
1: implementing. If it's within 30 days, it's a new release. So, <laughs> Listen, I can benefit off of that. I can.
0: I can, I can. Well, this is perfect because, the, the, honestly, the music's not playing right now anyway. So I'll tell you what. We're going to throw this in the old bin. Okay. And we'll right. try to fix that. So we'll just throw it off to this. Okay. So this is, we're in 2022. Uh-huh. I'm now taking this off the new release. the new releases. <laughs> it's done. It's done. Because this came back and this came out in what, July?
1: Uh, yeah, late July.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is Resurrection. This was a, I don't know, maybe you can find it in some theaters, but I'm scrapping it from <laughs> scrapping, the new releases. He's
1: cutting it from the new. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it came out in late July. This is starring Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth. It's directed by Andrew Siemens resurrection what do we have with this film
1: yeah so uh this is a uh very very psychological horror uh i mean heavy psychological emphasis around it um slipped through the cracks with end of july with a few uh vengeance as well was another one with um forgetting his name but the guy from the office yeah i i just wanted to return to these and i may return to some of those other ones just because they're they're smaller indie films and I didn't get around to it for the juggling act of, of these main releases, but that does mean it's not worth your time, and Resurrection I had a lot of curiosity with. This is, again, I, I can't stress enough, a uh, heavy psychological thriller horror. It is around sadism kind of as a as a theme okay uh, and much like what we covered with the film men uh, it is about emotional abuse and that is the conduit for horror a bit hard to swallow and and if anything I'll compare to men a few times there are some surrealist elements in this film around the horror specifically that is definitely gonna be challenging for a lot of our audiences to keep up with and, and I gotta say unlike a crimes of the future unlike a mad guy this is hurting it a little bit because I think those surrealist elements are kind of muddying the theming of this film. It's muddying mm. the execution of okay, the film all right. a little bit. We covered a good amount of Rebecca Hall already on the podcast. Uh, of course, the meh Godzilla vs. Kong, <laughs> and uh, the good oh, yeah. uh, Silent House... Oh, I'm sorry, Silent House. Uh, the good Night House. Silent House is, uh, is another film. <laughs> uh, too many too many houses. Uh, she plays a single mother. Once again, another mother. Uh, <laughs> a maternal <laughs> episode. Who... S- seems to be kind of functioning in a crisis. She's functioning in crisis mode. Uh, it's very weird. Okay. We kind of already A little ent- manic? Yeah, we enter with her being disconnected and then suddenly, you know, on Eleven, uh, and specifically around her daughter and, 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 some, and some very select areas of her life. Uh, but then she kind of you know, basically shuts off after that. She's certainly successfully successful in her life, but she is resent- relentlessly haunted by past trauma that is destroying, and I mean destroying, her sanity in present day. Uh, and destroying, maybe to the point of the film, her relationship with her daughter as well. Uh, the trauma is centralized around actor Tim Roth, uh, who's kind of been back on a rise he's he's back in the mcu with, uh, with, the, with the god-awful cgi of she-hulk uh, and uh he's oh, he's, he's kind of getting back into into acting a little bit i no. i have a soft spot for tim roth a little bit i don't know why maybe he's I, my boy
0: <laughs> maybe maybe tim roth's your guy he's tarantino's boy uh true he's in a lot true. of tarantino projects exactly so was this film giving you vibes of that other we we covered that other kind of thriller horror suspense movie with mm. that woman in like was it like Amsterdam or something like that and she just is like going oh, crazy. Watch Watcher, watch her. In like an, in a foreign country.
1: Uh yeah, that's yeah, that's Watcher. Okay. Um Uh Watcher was much more bare bones. Um, okay, there's a little and, bit more complex. But yeah, it is someone losing their sanity a little bit, correct? Yeah. Uh, she's she's losing her sanity it's 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 different. Though. Okay, gotcha. I, I would right. say men's the closer comparison to okay, it because gotcha. again, uh, the horror is being crafted around uh, emotional abuse, basically as, as mm. the theming there. You know, and and you know a lot of successful horror, you're going to have it tied back to. You know, almost in like a sci-fi way, it means something beyond. You know, I mean, there's there's something deeper right. that it relates to uh, as as a theme, and uh, that's definitely the focus here. Uh, and sadism, uh, oddly enough, uh, but hey, you know, it's it's very psychological. Uh, back to Tim Roth, though. I mean, his presence drives her up a wall, and this is an odd one for him because his 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 menace on screen is not immediately relevant it's not it's not present to us as the audience he is very calm in his words he's very consoling uh, but the manipulation is right there beneath the surface and and I, I really did enjoy his performance actually both of their performances here uh, were, were really good with, with both of them sharing the screen time I would say this film is at its best you can see the subtle strings being pulled on both sides and it's it's just really good you know Rebecca will go into the scene very angry very hot she's 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 spitting venom at him and you see his menace as a villain Mm -hmm. not necessarily come back and 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 force her into a corner it's to defuse her and unravel her and then you know kind of kind of make something out of it and almost you know again that that's where this this manipulation kind of comes into play and it's 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 wild I mean their relationship you you see and it's like would anyone do this but the film I think has a lot of success in selling that he's got a he's got her wrapped around his finger mm-hmm. you know in, in in more ways that are emotionally
0: know, controlled exactly yeah uh,
1: and, and you know again I think that's the the good fundamentals there where it may lose some audiences where that relationship uh, is more surreal where the horror is added to that and trying to make more of a surreal type of you know, lack of reality lack of, uh, you know uh, more blown out elements to right, it right. Uh, honestly I, I, most of all the emotional performance here is equally impressive and intense uh, there really is some incredible unease on the film or, or, or that the film kind of conjures up, kind of kind of, musters up in making us question every move Rebecca has as a mother, it's like, you know, it's 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 painting our main character as an unreliable narrative source, uh, and for for how much he falls into this 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 manipulation. Uh, It it really is uneasy to watch uh, for Mm -hmm. that reason, and I think that there's there's a lot of success in that. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of credit that goes towards Hall's emotional performances of just how all over the range she is. I mean, she is all over the spectrum as far as anger, sadness, you know, kind of dead inside, you know, melancholy. She strikes
0: me as someone that could be very good at those emotional beats yeah she strikes me as someone who can really deliver it and make her a believable believable character
1: absolutely absolutely and and, and maybe that comes into the film's kind of arc of her her kind of mental degradation, you know, she, she's being beaten down uh, with this. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I would say the factors that hurt this experience uh, are very strictly in spoilers. Uh, and uh, like I said, there are very surreal, unusual moments to the horror in the film. The best thing I can say is that it is from the perspective of... Rebecca Hall, going through this crisis, you know, as a character. I'll end with saying, you know, this is not a movie we get a lot of answers with. Uh, Again, not to (laughs) overcompare. Just like men. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Surrealism in men, you know, especially on kind of a further reflection, one more rewatch under my belt, I can maybe theory craft a little bit. That's not the point of these reviews, but I think very similarly, what, what, really puts these films almost identically in the same spot for me is that it's taking these these relationship horrors, mm-hmm. making them actual horror, and I think what doesn't stick for me is that jump to actual horror because the jump is to make things as out there and shocking as possible. And I don't want to use surreal again, but surrealist, you know, I mean, when it comes to it.
0: Yeah, was it almost the fact of you could have had, like, pick a lane, basically?
1: Um... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to talk about it. <laughs> if, okay, if then, I go then, any right, deeper. That, that's yeah, fine. but but it, it yeah, it's almost like you it's just f- out there. It's just okay. very out there.
0: So at at some points, it's like you're watching an emotional thriller mm-hmm. or emotional drama, mm-hmm. and then other times it's just like, okay, now we're just watching a horror. Sure,
1: exactly, and and I think uh, maybe, maybe not the blend, balance great. Yeah, and it's I'll, I'll use this as a comparison. You look at The Shining mm-hmm. and the themes of the emotional abuse in The Shining within you know uh, within Jack Nicholson's family. Uh, That is well blended with the actual horror that's always present, where with Men and definitely with Resurrection, the horror, when it comes out, I can definitely see where they're trying to tie with it, but it's just so out there I think for a more passive audience, someone that may be not super engaged with this film, they're gonna see this and they're just gonna turn it off. They're gonna say, What the hell is this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, and, and men and resurrection definitely have that kind of there's there's Vibe. lack of yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lack of connective tissue between the two. So but uh I, I would say certainly cut from the same cloth and and, and, and so much of the film is not literal and that's and that's where again with my men review I was positive on it i'm I'm fairly positive on this as well and if anything I come with the exact same feeling that they tackle similar similar type of themes I think I slightly like this one better but oh, really? both have kind of Different stumbles towards the end that really landed in the same spot for me as far as a rating. We're gonna go ahead and give Resurrection a
0: sixty-nine. Okay, sixty-nine. You know, it, it's tough when you have these films that you can't really talk about. But that's interesting because Men, I you came pretty positive with, yeah, dissatisfied with the ending, correct? You were yes. wanting just a little bit more, Bingo. and you're not someone who needs a Hollywood bow on things. That's no, definitely not you. No. But it was still like. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kind of deal. It's frustration. <laughs> yeah, which is not yeah. good. You don't want to leave it exactly you're frustrated for that reason.
1: And, and I think uh, maybe this ending wasn't frustrated, but then was also lacking some of the I don't know the follow through that men had. It really mm, did, you're sure. and, and, and especially both having the same theme. It, it, I kind of almost couldn't escape. Was this. Were they made at the same time? It's, it's, it's weird. Sometimes you get that in film and movies that similar type of stories will come about. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if it's like a script getting tossed around and then people make their own script out of, out of maybe taking a peek at another script or I, I don't know. So
0: it's interesting how similar it was, though.
1: Yeah, it, and and you know, within the same year. So apparently, yeah, men did come out this year. Emotional abuse horror
0: is 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 <laughs> know, all the rage. <laughs> so. Well, okay, that's that's resurrection was a sixty nine, which again, good I, movie still. Yes, exactly. Still, there is still definitely enjoyable elements that you had to mm-hmm. give it that score.
1: Mm-hmm. And even though we put a lot of credit into the the ten spots of fifty, sixty, seventy, yeah. In reality, I, I think it's it's good to to say I mean it's only you know a couple points away from something that I was almost nearly completely raving about like Ten Cloverfield Rain yeah very good film you know
0: Okay, very cool. All right, so that's 69 for Resurrection. Now, let's step into the... Um,
1: there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lights are on.
0: <laughs> We're going to go into a producer segment here, folks, and just thank uh, those of you who help produce, and we do have a producer this week. This is Sean Dunleavy this uh, week, Vin. Shawnee boy. Sean came in with 10 bucks here, which is awesome, and he wrote a note along with it. So let's read that. He said, this is one of the best movie podcasts I've listened to. Oh, wow. Very cool. This is no. Uh, there is no dragging on about one specific movie, and the boys always stay on topic. Which we try to. We fear we we sometimes. Try. We definitely fear. Uh, but we definitely try not to drag. That's for sure. I really enjoy the strategy and criteria that goes behind the ratings and reviews. I find them to be truly fair, honest, and consistent. Wow, it's awesome. So we try to us. do. <laughs> he is plugging. <laughs> the themed episodes are also very entertaining, especially the ones like Stephen, uh the Stephen King special. Oh, which yeah. was good. I like that yeah, we did that. Yeah. Um, I hope poopy, people enjoyed poopy that.
1: Movies, uh, some of them. But... Yeah, but it was good. That it was,
0: it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Next year, instead of Fred Astaire, I'd love to request a possible Brendan Fraser February.
1: Oh, Fraser February. For the return of Fraser. He's on the rise.
0: And it makes sense that February is the shortest month, too, because there's just not that much there. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The Brendan Fraser February would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's just a mummy special, basically. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Sean goes on here. He goes, I know Vin enjoys his superhero slash sci-fi movies. I do as well. We seem to have the same preferences. However, you said in an episode that X-Men Class is the best X Men movie. Ooh. Say what? <laughs> Any from the original three are far better. There needs to be a rewatch. There. Oh, that's a big This dive. podcast is true, and that's, that's like I days. do remember you saying that too.
1: I think out of the you main liked line First X- Class a lot. I, I do. I think X Men First Class is a fun movie. But but I think Logan realistically gets the the crown, you know, even though it's not titled X-Men. Yes. Yes. I I think
0: think absolutely it it does. Not that it doesn't, it's not the most X-Men-y feel. Sure, sure. But uh, I do remember you always liked X-Men first class. Well, maybe we'll watch it then in the future. Uh, This podcast is truly different and stands out compared to those other movie podcasts. Yeah, you're damn right it does. (laughs) Even though I'm only a listener, I feel like I've known them for years (laughs) based on how well... Uh, they do a keeping a review podcast as cat as casual conversation, although not all movies are perfect. I can't get I can't get a one hundred percent. I will have to rate this podcast the same way. We're going to go ahead and give the daily ratings podcast a ninety nine point nine <laughs> percent.
1: That's amazing. We're going to go ahead.
0: Thank you so much. Which Sean. yeah, that's too high. A, that's too high. By the way, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. We're not that good. We're not. Yeah. Uh, one only thing I would correct in his okay, He's he,
1: taking the knives out?
0: No, no, no. He said, he goes, even though I'm only a listener mm. and he's not only a listener, he's oh, a producer. He's helping that. us produce the daily ratings. Absolutely. He is an executive producer of episode 47. We can't thank him enough. And again, we and it's 10 bucks last year. We, we had Glenn uh, donate 10 bucks. Sure. And this is, that's all it, a little bit, it means so much to us. It really all does. all of you who are out there. It really you know, does. You if you're wondering what this is, again, it's the daily ratings. We're the value for value model. We don't—we want to stay away from corporate advertising, so we're completely producer supported. You go to the dailyratings.com and you go to the donations tab, and they're basically through any amount of value you're getting from what we're presenting here, through mm. the podcast and through the website, mm-hmm. it's valuable to you. And if so, put a dollar sign to it and send it your way. Sean wanted to give 10 bucks. That was the value he's been, been getting from us. Sure. And that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, maybe it saved you a movie ticket or something, <laughs> right? Well, it saved you a movie ticket, and it's just you know, everyone who goes to Rotten Tomatoes, you're getting ads thrown at you and mm. cookies and all that. Mm-hmm. We're not dealing with that. And if you do find us, find yourself listening or going to the site and checking out, well, what do the daily ratings give this? Let's look at we'll this here. <laughs> You know what what does that mean? You know, yeah. and, and I think it's fun talking about film. I know there's some other people that are getting into it more, yeah. and getting excited about film. Absolutely. And that's awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. And if you can't give any money, hey, get us in the conversation. That's where we want to be. Mm-hmm. We're looking to grow, we're looking to expand, and we thank you all so much. So, Sean, we thank you. Great note, also, by the way. We yeah, appreciate stellar that. note. Yeah. And so anyway, if you donate, by the way, if you if you are a producer, you write in a note and we'll read it on air. If you want to be anonymous, there's an anonymous box. You just oh, check certainly. that off. Don't worry about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So with that that Vin we're going to keep things going here this is our true new release <laughs> ones that you can actually see in theaters except for this film if it's just an because Amazon. it's an Amazon original <laughs> but this is just called Samaritan this is Sylvester Stallone and just give us a brief insight into what this film is even is oh uh. Why does it exist, it, and fake. how does it perform? It's
1: fugazi superhero. <laughs> let me get it totally something off. Totally made up. My, yeah, it's it's well, not. It is based off of a graphic novel from 2014, uh, I believe, of the same name. Uh, let me get something off my chest, folks. I am nauseous of superhero content. Yep. Uh, I take plenty of joy in, in seeing nerd culture rise up to be the dominant force in pop culture. Uh, but I, I simply, I do not care <laughs> I don't more. think most people care. Yeah, there's a burnout going on, you know?
0: I haven't heard anyone be exci- who's excited about the movie Samaritan? Uh, no, no, Who yeah. knew that there was a movie called Samaritan? This is, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> We're putting the spotlight on Yeah. We're the only ones. Um,
1: but yeah, this is, this is definitely in kind of the shovelware of, of Amazon, you know what I mean? they're putting it out, and I like some of Amazon's releases, I really do, yeah. but. But,
0: uh, yeah. Amazon is so weird with their stuff. It's a even though the TV, super hit and miss. I think they do a terrible job at promoting what they have going on. Mm. I mean, a really mm. bad job at what's going on. Yeah. I was flipping through the other day and just like, we're in season two of that one, I don't even forget what it's called, but it's got Christopher Walken in it. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I don't even and know. And yeah. <laughs> right, it's season
0: two of it. It's just like, what are you doing not promoting? This might be sure. one of the last things we get from Christopher Walken. Yeah. yeah. Promote it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like no one even knows what's going on. Mm. Anyway <laughs> uh, I, I, but just to
1: uh, folks drive home what I'm coming uh, coming at with uh, with superhero content I mean it, this is further compounded with comic books content that introduces its own you know self-contained continuity if I lose interest with the real deal DC Marvel content fake heroes have zero of my attention. Mm. I would say, uh, you know, regardless if it's a real comic book behind it or not, um, you know, I I hate to say it, but this even affects my excitement to consume alternative uh, superhero content. I'm talking about The Boys. I'm talking about Invincible. I'm talking about even a little bit of Watchmen, you know? I I don't... I I find it very hard for me to bring attention or, 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 or get my attention going to... Its own, its own world of superheroes, and Samaritan is absolutely that. Samaritan is, tells the story of a superhero in exile uh, that is called to action and returns to fighting crime. It's very, very
0: straightforward. <laughs> it honestly feels like an
1: earlier 2000s movie uh, for how origin it is and how much it plays by the books. We see this through the eyes of a kid that is obsessed with the Samaritan, and he tries his hardest to basically just get him back in the game. I'm going to boil this down, folks, to a few reasons why you should not watch this movie, <laughs> and there are plenty. Number one is Stallone is just a bad actor in this. <laughs> it's such a shame because none of the charisma is channeled that we saw earlier uh, with the Suicide Squad, uh, and his his role as King Shark, you know? He, he basically was I doing I a... I don't even remember
0: him being in Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, he's a Who CGI... He's he's the big shark dude. I don't even think I knew that. He was the shark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh and my and God. the
1: thing is what's what's great about it is he's doing almost like a bad impression of himself. You know, he's doing an impression of people doing a bad
0: impression of Stallone. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. And it is. he
1: was really one of the best parts of that film. Uh all of that charisma is gone uh in this film. It it doesn't help that the Samaritan has kind of low-tier Superman powers. So He, you know scenes will be he's (laughs) he's getting peppered with bullets or something and it just looks so visually boring because clearly the cgi is being added post post-production and i have no idea what the directing of stallone was but it was just like walk forward and look badass i mean there's just nothing done to the things thrown at him yeah and it's not in a Good Superman way where it's like, wow, he really can stop a train or something like that, you know, or stop a a speeding bullet. Or I don't know, I don't know what what those old Superman quotes are. I'll have to watch the Christopher (laughs) Reeves (laughs) movies, but it's stupid. uh, Yes, it comes comes off distinctly cheap and uh, distinctly lacks engagement from Stallone in his own, you know, highlighted superhero, you know. Speaking of cheap is cheap, bad action. Uh, there are just so many cuts from hits. There is also just more wannabe Marvel kung fu, which is already bad as a, as something to emulate. But know. it just doesn't
0: work, and it comes off bad and cheesy. Yeah. It doesn't come off like engaging at all.
1: Yeah, this also the the action also has a little bit of an identity crisis because it is. I mean, crisis, uh, bringing up Logan, we we talked about you know some of the more brutal aspects being added to the superhero films. Hmm. Logan is a perfect example of that being rated R. This has,
0: yes, you know, you have been this is your train, man. Yeah. You are <laughs> trying to steer this train and no one else is on You're it. Right, no one's. I mean, I agree completely. I think I think the people agree. Yes. I, I don't know why they're not making movies. They're so afraid to yeah. um lose at the box office. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, it,
1: man, and this is streaming. So it's like, I don't know, roll the dice on you know a super bloody version. Oh my God! Look, look at this. the boy. That's yeah. what I mean. The, the,
0: uh, and Amazon it, as well. I think that's a great. But movie. it's you made a great point in the beginning. Where mm-hmm. it's just like you put this shit out there, mm-hmm. and it makes me less interested in the good stuff now. Because we're <laughs> yeah. over. which just we're flooded. It is yeah. oversaturated with this yeah. stuff. Total burnout. What the hell is his name with the nose? Um, <laughs> with the nose. good friends. I just he's he's paired with Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Owen Wilson mm-hmm. is in a new superhero kind of superhero. Oh wow! Yeah. Where he lo- and his character looks like he's trying to be like an Iron Man knockoff or something oh, okay, like that. It's just, okay. it's just what is going on with all this?
1: Yeah, this alternative content. I mean, believe me, you have to jump through hoops to keep up with DC and Marvel. Why the hell should I care about anything else? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I mean, that, that's 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 you know, a side point. Uh, my my, right. what I'm keying into with the action is that the film tries to have safe cutaway Marvel Kung Fu, but then also has to try to be this gritty Logan type of real hits, and it it just doesn't have that in the edit. I could see where maybe the choreography on set is trying to make more of an intense action, but that PG-13 rating is definitely haunting this and definitely neutering it, Uh, and I think the edit itself specifically neuters it. I don't think there's a single hit that we see land in this entire film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is always a cutaway and i mean i you know these th- that's one of those things where i'll say you know maybe that doesn't affect the average uh,
0: watching experience for people uh- if it's that bad, it would. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think most people would get Yeah. It's if it's that bad.
1: And I think these are the fundamentals that play into maybe someone just watching a movie for the sake of watching a movie and walking away and saying, Meh, you know, I think those myths are are compounding eventually. And we gotta look to things like editing and fight choreography for that, especially with superheroes are concerned.
0: Um, yeah, it's funny because it has some good film editors on it yeah. yeah I mean the one guy did John Wick 3 Birds oh, of really? Prey the other guy did, did like Beasts of Donations hmm. Margin Call which is critically acclaimed but I don't know I biggest
1: we of it <laughs> we'll cover a, a financial flick special. but what's weird <laughs> is it, maybe it's just the director too overseeing yeah. the entire thing I, I, mean. I think so and who knows as far as kind of maybe even Amazon's meddling into wanting more of a PG-13 content I, I don't know either way the execution is, is definitely Flubbed. Third and finally, uh, there is just really, really dumb cookie cutter writing with um, just manipulating fake emotions. There's fake morals here. There's a huge attempt and a failure to make our villains kind of some sort of victims of the system or society <laughs> okay. uh, and it just lands so flat on its face i cannot <laughs> tell you i mean <laughs> they're like trying to cast that as just like yeah we've been downtrodden all all this time and now we're rising up and then like they'll just like shoot like random civilians and it's just like this doesn't make sense <laughs> like not even your own manifesto it makes sense and you know I, I think a part of why we get so much focus on the morals is that we have this like kid perspective um, that we're seeing this through, and we kind of kind of get a almost a Bronx Tale style taste of different upbringings on both sides of the coin, but uh, the morals are just being positioned so laughably thin. It is, it's It's almost <laughs> insulting. It's almost like, I, I was like, how, how do you make this? How do you, how do you really make this? Uh, it is a do not watch. Uh, plain and simple. I mean, many... <laughs> folks at home Tom, it mm. may be cathartic to hear me really tear into this thing but I'm not gonna spend much more time with I don't it if there's any need yeah I think uh don't waste your time and realistically I don't think it was on even anyone's radar to <laughs> I don't waste think the time I don't think with. it's on
0: anybody's list
1: <laughs> yeah we're gonna go ahead and give Samaritan a 25 yes. <laughs> he loves he, you love the low ratings
0: and for folks at home 20 if you're new if you're new to this podcast <laughs> yeah. 25 is a bad score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, and I don't think it was on anybody's list. I don't know who was asking for this film. I don't know who was excited to see this film oh, now right, that it's right. out, We and... cut
1: resurrection from the new releases, but, <laughs> but Samaritan got the spot.
0: <laughs> it's just like so dumb. It's just yeah. stupid. Yeah. It's just bad. It's just bad all the way. It's just and, and you're releasing it like days before the Lord of the Rings release. Oh, true. It's just dumb. It's just yeah. nothing about it makes sense. I yeah, know. I hate the the way Amazon releases their stuff. The as way far they as the pr- promote goes. and don't yeah, promote, yeah. the marketing is wrong, and it's just. I think they're just bad at putting teams together and making stuff. <laughs> yeah. The boys, is, some stuff is good. Right. There's exceptions to the rule, But when you look sure. at the percentage, it's just like, yeah. what, are, what are we doing here I, I agree. I agree.
1: My go-to is always Manchester by the Sea. You know, I mean, a a, a I believe Oscar winning, but definitely Oscar. Oh, no, no, no. It film. is. No, absolutely. Uh, but, but it's also like I don't think, one but diamond in the rough. I don't
0: know? think that was straight Amazon either.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: Yeah. I think it was like things were in motion and mm-hmm. Amazon picked it up for some stuff. Mm, yeah. And for distribution as well. Something like that.
1: It's certainly what Apple does. You know, they they get something and they, you know, basically, you know, put the licensing on it. Yeah, you know? they're trying to do heavy hitters. They got the yeah.
0: Hanks deal. Martin Scorsese's next film is oh, really? an Apple thing. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, back to the depths. <laughs> I gotta get, that, gotta get that Apple ID out. Don't know where the password is. Can't reset the password unless it's got an iPhone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Okay, all right. So moving on to our last film here, folks. This is, again, new release. It's in theaters. This was in actual theaters. Yeah. <laughs> this is 3,000 Years of Longing. Kind of seems like a cool film. Yeah. Uh, Set it up for us, and how was it? So, yeah, this is George
1: Miller's return after the immensely successful Mad Max Fury Road. Absolutely. Uh, And I I would, I mean, I I don't throw around masterpiece, but Mad Max Fury Road was not only a return to force for his own franchise, but also the definitive Mad Max experience. So, uh,
0: really. good. Yeah. And to have a movie like that made so recently, Mm -hmm. it's just very, it's just very not in character with what we've been getting. Uh, Yeah, It was such a treat. It was such Absolutely. a
1: treat. Yeah. And, and, and George Miller is also a director that, he's like Ridley Scott. I mean, he's getting up there. Uh, so, or maybe Cronenberg as well. You know, I mean, these are, mm-hmm, re, sure. you know, they're, they're getting up there. So you don't really realistically know how much of a, how many more films they're going to be, you know, directing, producing. So I, I really wanted to give this one a spotlight. And in addition to lackluster new releases, <laughs> <I'll experiment. laughs> However, lovers of Mad Max Fury Road, this may not be a hit for that group because it is very romantic believe it or not, uh, and it plain not plain just may not hit for general audience as well, because it's pretty unconventional. Um, we, our two main stars are Tilda Swinton and Idris Ilba. Tilda Swinton plays an academic uh, with an overactive imagination, it's kind of introduced to us as. Um, traveling to Istanbul for a conference among peers, uh, she stumbles into a mythical djinn, a genie, with three wishes and everything, and phenomenal cosmic powers, to quote <laughs> Robin Williams, huh. uh, but uh, Idris Elba is that djinn. He's that genie.
0: Really? Uh, yeah. So he's uh, like the shack in... Sh- <laughs> what was that movie? Not Shazam. What the hell was that Please? movie? is it Shazam? Wait no, because Shazam it's... is a show now, isn't oh, it yeah, on it's, Amazon?
1: It's... No, no, Shazam is the is the DC movie.
0: Okay, oh, okay, okay. Boy, this was more superhero than I thought. <laughs> <This episode. laughs> what the hell was that Shaq movie in the uh, late nineties? Yeah, I think it, I think might, it might have, have been be called Shazam, Shazam as well. In which case, we're highlighting a
1: new lawsuit <laughs> for DC but, and Warner Brothers. But, but yeah, uh, right. Yeah, Pedro
0: Silva plays a black genie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Exactly. So this is Will Smith. And the newest Aladdin, and this is also Shaq and Shazam.
1: <laughs> he does such a better job. He does such a better job than Smith.
0: But yeah, Sorry not to derail it. <laughs>
1: right now, no. uh, these these three wishes. I mean, it is beyond the wildest dreams. Tilda's character is a skeptic, though, and and wisely wants nothing to do with the genie's tricks. Most of the story is told in flashbacks of the genie's life. For previous owners of his bottle, and I I would say one of the more interesting things is that there's it's it's almost a it's it's a very meta script in the sense that. Tilda Swinton's character is talking to this genie, knowing the entire history of every genie story being a cautionary tale of, you know, the monkey's paw. You don't wish for you what you really want or you're gonna get, you know, it's, it's gonna turn out to be not what you actually desire. Okay, alright. Uh, so there's a, there's a really interesting premise to the characters here, but unfortunately we, we get lost in these, um, in these backstories with the genie. Uh, there are three mini-stories before we get into the final act of the film, which is what uh, Swinton does with the G- with the, the genie's wishes, the pacing is just critically, critically hurt uh, with these flashbacks to the genie's life. I would say these smaller stories, uh, I-, I don't want to call boring because I feel like that's really just a huge insult to the immense style this film has. I mean, this film is It oozes. sounds bonkers. Yeah, well...
0: Is it It's it, it, a little
1: boring. It's bo- it's bonkers, but it's a little boring. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh and and I I really don't try to use that word because one subjective, very subjective boring. Uh but also two, I think that really spits in the face of you know the the love of the design that Miller is putting in and Miller's team is putting into this the same love that went into all those wonderful visuals in Mad Max Fury Road mm-hmm. the, the car design the, the costumes all of that is here it's a good looking film it is a very good looking okay. film but it just the execution is it's it's a little boring and it's a little unfocused um, most of all I think uh, the the most critical I will get with this is that we have such a unique premise that Swinton's character again Knows all of what a genie is and is totally skeptical. She doesn't even want the wishes, you know. Uh, hmm. She knows it's going to end bad. By the time that we get to her actually wanting to do something with the wishes, it's it kind of throws that out. It doesn't tie back to that at all, and and instead just kind of just kind of fizzles for the rest of the film. It's very odd. Um,
0: it's th- kind of okay. Oh go ahead. This No, it sounds the movie sounds weird. Yeah. Like what you described, I could barely put together because at some point we then. These flashbacks that mm-hmm. they have nothing to do with Swinton and have everything to do with past other people's wishes <laughs> yeah. from the genie.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we jump into three separate stories. I mean, is the that annoying only... or
0: is that like well, that's the only fun um, part we actually have in the film.
1: Well, I, I uh, the first story is definitely the best, and we have a lot of fun because okay. it's told like you know uh, history before history type of stuff. You know when this gin first came about, and, oh, okay. and there's cool magic, and there's there's excellent design. But it all there, there's just such a stop start. You know, there's just a, a jerkiness to the film, mm, okay. and, and and Swinton's, you know, interest in hearing these stories is that. She doesn't want these these wishes, so the genie is trying to convince her, uh, kind of telling a sob story. Oh, if you, win, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, just like, this is where, you know, I, I, I've I never been able to fulfill this, basically, uh, for the three stories. So, oh, okay. But again, the structure there is too jerky. It's too stop start, too abrupt, I guess would be. Yeah, the I think that,
0: word that would to it. Okay, I could see um, that. And we're only dealing with an hour and 48 here.
1: Exactly. And, and to call an hour 48 more, I mean, what do I, uh, you know. Especially. Chop- especially 30 yeah, I know no, it's it's I know I'm real torn on this because I, I believe me, I was going in. And I really wanted to like it, but um, it's just it's just it's just a little bit of an oddball. Um, like I said, for the fact that Swinton's character actually recognizes the the cautionary aspect of all genie stories. And then that's not really tied back to, for the conclusion of this film, and there's no cautionary <laughs> aspects to her and what she does. Uh, I had I had just said there was just a real big disconnect, and I feel that the film just kind of fizzled at one point, and it really upsets me because I. I do not think this film is uninspired. I feel like this film is, in ways, a visual feast in, in, in a lot of sections of the film. Man, uh, it's got all the strikingness, the striking visuals of Miller's production in Fury Road, but with... with I don't know. Uh, no time back, no no real substance to it then. Let's talk about some of the CGI because I think visually if there's going to be a reason you watch this it is for the visuals to it. Yeah,
0: and we know that George Miller can crush it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he crushes it here. Uh, most of all that again like uh, the first story the genie tells there's there's such a wow, we're being transported into a, a new type of fantasy. It kind of tells a, a before written history type of way of going about it and, and there are just such mystical elements that really take you by surprise. Uh, And uh, I I think in these individual stories, there is wonderment to that mystical mystical elements. Probably one of the most jarring things for me is that when... Swinton and other characters are experiencing the magic of Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. There's no reaction. There's like it's it's almost like they had no idea what was going to be happening CGI wise. They 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 were given no advanced warning of what they had to be reacting
0: to. So as you're um, watching, something just seems off a little yeah. bit.
1: Yeah, a perfect example is um, very early on the film when 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 the when the gin is released uh, and it's in Swinton's hotel room. He can. He's huge. He, he consumes the entire room, and there is no. Yeah, there's no even like startle. <laughs> there's no even like shock from. Swinton. Oh, that's and bad. I'm, yeah, I'm that's not bad. And
0: the continuity's off.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I don't blame it on the performance because this is a very romantic, if anything, uh, kind of a very intimate, and emotional movie, uh and the performances on both sides, uh, Swinton and, and and Ilba, are there. It's just that, like in these moments. There's no recognition of what's on screen, and I can't tell you how much of a how much that sucks as an audience to be yeah. wondered by and then not have that reflected it, in the it, character. It, it you know throws I mean?
0: you off completely. Yeah. It throws the whole film off. Exactly. You're sitting there wondering, like you said, yeah. you you have this Your reaction. reaction. Like, you think this person's gonna have a reaction, yeah. and they don't. It's just like, oh, all right. okay. I guess it's not
1: that big of a deal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess you're dealing with genies all the whole time. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I really don't want to tear into this movie too much. I do have some. So I'm, it, I'm baffled by it. I know, I know.
0: It sounds like it could have been, like, one of the coolest movies. It sounds like you could have made yeah. it as crazy as, like, Everything Everywhere. So, uh, absolutely. And, like, gone, not not because that's dealing with dimensions or whatever. Mm-hmm. You could have dealt with crazy stuff. Though. Absolutely. It's I, just I an think adult you, Aladdin, basically. Yeah.
1: You, <laughs> exactly. It is really an Just adult make Aladdin. it nuts. Make yeah. it crazy.
0: Especially if you have George Miller, I mean.
1: Yeah, and that's why I was so excited for this characterization of, a you know, someone that knows what a genie is about and, and an intelligent person no less she's an academic right. i was really excited by the film's premise to be like oh wow well, how is she going to use these three these three wishes and like i, I you know yeah. uh, how do, how does she beat the genie and it's just like okay <laughs> <laughs> so i think uh, I, i'm very torn with this i could i could definitely dig in a lot more but uh, i'm honestly i, I want to tone back some of my notes because i think um you know th- this film does translate into a you know a borderline positive rating for me um if anything i i've i've reflected a lot on a film like nope I feel bad, in a way, to give that the rating I gave it for such a, you know, I mean, this is clearly vision, you know what I mean? This is not cookie cutter. This is not, you know, what's, you I know. I think
0: it's great to have such a weird, unique story yeah. in theaters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it is rare, kind yeah. of, to have something like Absolutely. this. Yeah, there's, there's not really a, an imitator of this. But you shouldn't feel bad. I mean, if you got, it, it's... It's not that you're knocking it, just to do mm-hmm. it. If it's not hitting, it's not hitting.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what it comes back to, and that, and that's where I really do get kind of reinforced in my ratings, and that it is it worth your time. Um, right, you know. I think the that's, basis of all this. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and that's maybe been a, been a big theme for the for the episode, for the films that we've covered here. You know. I'm torn in a lot of ways. I mean, I can appreciate all I want about the amazing visuals, but it's lacking presence and impact on the screen. Uh, You know, there is a very unique setup, and I appreciate the unique setup to the script of these, you know, classic Three Wishes monkey paw kind of thing, but fails to do much with it in in the end result. Uh, I think it's unique enough to crack above a generic rating, but man, was this a little bit of a disappointment. Certainly, if you want to give George Miller some love, while he's still making movies, go see it in theaters. Maybe donate in. Let us know. Write in. You know, I- I'm curious to what, see what other people think of this film. But we're going to go ahead and give 3,000 Years of Longing a 60 on the dot. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's not a bad
0: film. It's not- I was expecting, yeah, I mean... I thought maybe you were gonna give it worse. No, it, was, it just seems sounds more like you were just disappointed that because it could have been so much better.
1: Exactly. In it's in not what bad. the and the, the, believe me, this is I the, I very much keep this in check. This is not expectations of what I wanted the film to be. Right. This is what the film sets up for itself and then lacks to reap and and, yeah. and, and, and get as its own yield, basically. Man. So. But yeah, uh, I like I said. I mean, much like my notes with with Mother, uh, you know these these are these are notable directors, and I think there is a, a a worthiness to to supporting directors and supporting something much more unique than your yearly Marvel. No, you know, I, I you agree know.
0: completely. Yeah, and a sixty is a good score still. Mm-hmm. Again, sixty is good for us. Absolutely, It's a good movie still. Absolutely, uh, just a little odd. I mean, that's it's, it's an oddball for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Elba Ilba not killing it in the box office with his two movies back to back. I'm
1: surprised, you know. Maybe this was spells... doing really bad.
0: This was like this was opening weekend, correct? Uh, yes, yep, yep. It's like seventh. Really? Top Gun it's... fourth. <laughs> Top Gun is fourth. Almost, I, almost, I, t- almost tying Beast. By the way, I certain.
1: will sleep a full night's rest when I don't have to recognize Top Gun's. <laughs> I mean, I, Top I, Gun's dominance. <laughs>
0: It in was uh, it was third it was third yesterday. People are people are calling it Beating out Dragon now. Ball and Beast. Yeah. Beating out Dragon That's Ball wild. and Beast that yesterday. That
1: is wild. <sighs> yeah.
0: Anyway, 3000 years of longing, it's not going to be in theaters long, so if you want to watch it, go see it soon, I would yeah. say. Uh with a 60% on that though. Quite a weird kind of unsettled yeah. week
1: we have. Like I say in the beginning, I, I mentioned you know, kind of kind of a lot of disappointment. But I was excited to talk about a lot of these because I think um, a, again, I like the array. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm stab- I'm stabbing in a lot of weird directions. You know, as far as the picks for themselves. Yeah. You know, as far as these movies. So sometimes you're gonna stumble into some bad movies. You know, doing that.
0: Um, Real quick, do you think would you put Tilda Swinton in top ten female? Mm-hmm. Or of actresses,
1: um, certainly in her ability to
0: transform uh, as
1: as a character. Right, right. Uh, I think she she may be the most dynamic uh, for it. I don't know. Um, top ten, yeah maybe.
0: yeah, maybe. I think she's really. Every time I see her, she's really good. I can't really name too many, too much of the stuff that she's in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was talking with my brother the one time, uh-huh. and he was like, "Oh, favorite actress, Tilda Swin.
1: Really? Yeah. Uh, well,
0: Oh. And it took me back, and I was like, oh, yeah, all right, Res- yeah. respect.
1: Yeah, yeah, I-, I think that's a respectable choice. Uh,
0: okay, Vin, so looking at these array of films here, anything else you want to comment on, or are we just going to go ahead and roll credits here on this uh,
1: one? No, uh, I-, I think I'm good to go.
0: Okay, all right, cool. Well, Vin, we thank you for watching all those movies, and we'll see you next week. Folks at home, we're going to run it down here one more time. We have Mother with a 39%, 10 Cloverfield Lane with a 72 Resurrection with a 69 Samaritan with a 25, and 3,000 years of longing with a 60%. Folks, we thank you so much for listening and producing, and we'll see you next week on the Daily Ratings Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you would, give us a good rating or tell a friend about us. If you're wondering if a film is worth a watch, or if you just like to see more movie ratings from Vince, be sure to stop by thedailyratings.com, where we have our ever-expanding catalog of films. Also, if you found value in the podcast or our site, become a producer and go to the donations tab on thedailyratings.com. You can donate whatever amount of value you feel you received from us. We're looking to build this into something large and great, but also be independent from those corporate sponsors. So we greatly appreciate any support from you all. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on the Daily Ratings Podcast.